is BYOT. Bring your own tacos. Dick swinging, swinging. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast. We can say fuck. Can say fuck. With Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. I don't care if it's spoken. This is cool. That's a decent amount of sausage. This man sure. needs a doctor. Yeah. I just hope they're tasty. What's up with these clowns, man? Cut the lights and went through people's pockets. Don't you point that at each other. Let them smoke a little. You need to like step it up to that point. We're not gonna. We're not gonna lead with. The, we're not gonna lead. Uh, so St. Patrick's Day that literally just happened the day before we're recording this. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Basically, like two days before everybody's hearing this. Yeah, <laughs> r- real quick time frame on it. I mean, we don't sound too hungover. I don't. think. Nah, we did good. We uh, paced ourselves and made it through the night. I'm not. A, I'm not a huge drinker myself, though. You know, every once in a while I'll go overboard, but not too too much. The older yeah. I get, the less it is. I try and refrain from that. What did you end up doing? We, uh, me and my girlfriend, we went out with a group of friends to a local place called City Beer Hall. It's a cool place. I think I've already even talked about it here on the That's show. That's the pizza place. The pizza place, yeah. They give you a ticket for a, like, weird little mini pizza. Little with every drink. <laughs> Yeah, with every drink that you buy. And, uh, yeah, we went there, had, had fun. They have a dance floor and stuff, so we were just hanging out, enjoying the night. And then we ended up uh, going back to somebody's um, house, and there was, like, a small house party, so that was cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. But it was a nice, uh, chill night. And, uh, you know, threw back some, some drinks and uh, had some fun, man. Um, cool. What did you guys do out there on the West Coast? Uh, we were kind of boring. We meant to, like, go out and do fun stuff. We got up and did a couple of things that we had to do. We went shopping for some, you know, household things. Uh, myself and my girlfriend, that is. And then we, we were hungry, so we went out and got drinks kind of with lunch. We went and got oysters. We got a shit ton of oysters because it was like oh, a man. Half, it was happy hour prices. Okay, That's so they cool. were like half half price of what they would have normally been. So for you oh, know, damn, way less. Because I took I took her there for dinner and we got oysters and like entrees and shit. But this time we went and it was it was less than a hundred bucks, which was cool. Yeah, that's, like, that's pretty chill, yeah. We each got, like, two drinks and then, like, a bunch of oysters. So, like, I don't know. I thought it was just a really good price, and the drinks were really good. So then we were like, okay, we're going to, you know, go back home, rally, like, chill for a little bit. Yep. And then <laughs> rally, and then go out. And that's, oh, you're setting yourself up for failure. Failure. As soon as you go home, man, you're never going to rally. Nope. Yeah. You got to keep going. And that's the thing, though. It's like every year older I get the less likely I am to actually go back out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like unless you're in a group of four, don't go home to rally because you're definitely risking not coming back out because it's oh, too absolutely. comfy at home. There's nothing wrong with chilling at home. It's it's great. That's why you live there. It's your fucking domain, you know, your little nest. <laughs> the, we did actually go back out, but we went, went out for McDonald's and Taco Bell. Hey, I like it. I dig it. We were craving that on the way home, and uh, like we were like, oh, we should go, we should go. We didn't go, but we almost uh, went and got some drive-through nuggets. There you go. Well, so we hope that your St. Patrick's Day was at least as half as good as ours was. Yeah. Oh yeah. But we we do have another St. Patrick's Day related thing here to, to oh, yes, touch on in the intro. Well, yeah, we made a quick little uh-oh in the last uh, episode, specifically during the St. Patrick's Day game. Uh, I referred to, what did I say? I said the Bears went to the World Series, I believe. Yeah, when we were yeah. talking about Chicago and dying I meant the river. The, I meant to say the Cubs. So yes. it, before Chicago comes and uh, hunts us down, I just want to <laughs> apologize on our behalf. And Jesse makes a good point. Yes, I do have this in our defense. Um, I'm going to lawyer this up a little bit. Bears are Cubs. Bears and Cubs are the same. Cubs thing. are bears. Cubs yeah. are just baby bears. Yeah. So yeah. We we're, we're not incorrect. We could have made a better term for it, but you know, that's what we did. No, no. It no. was also, I think it was the very last question on the very end segment of the show. So by that yeah. time, we were a bunch of beers in, yeah. and smoking, and a lot of drinking. 
So we're we're always trying our best to give you accurate information, though, which is why we wanted to make sure we did this update. Yeah, and if you ever catch us slacking, just hit us with a DM. Let us know. You can even blast us on the uh, American Slackers group. Please do. Again, hopefully you had a safe and happy St. Patty's Day. And uh, hopefully you're chilling out right now, because uh, we're going to step into the show. Welcome to American Slacker Podcast. That's always Matt. And I'm Jesse, your... Uh lawyer this evening your, your public defender if you will yeah. your public entertainer if you will <laughs> he will guide you in any way needed now at the beginning of our show we always like to give a little shout out to our patreon slackers these are some very lovely people that give us support through our patreon account and starting off with that is dave gunn thanks buddy also seth anders the Mad King. We can't help but thank you, buddy. You're always tuning in and giving us feedback and stuff. We appreciate it. We also have some podcasts that help us out, including the Crime Roulette podcast, which is hosted by Kyle Lowell and Bradford. Awesome crime show and awesome dudes. And I have to say, their Facebook group, their the Crime Roulette fan group, there's funny stuff going on in there. Bradford's oh my God, always yeah. uh, wiling out. And doing yeah. really funny things. It's almost sure a mini show on its out. own. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Another podcast that helps us out is the Yes and I Am podcast, and that's hosted by Aaron W, aka Aaron Max. Yeah, really awesome dude, and his show is awesome. So definitely check him out. Hilarious. It's celebrity impersonations and people doing interviews in that style, and it's it's really funny. It's great improv. Check it out, and uh, thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. So some more love that we have to give out during this show is via Twitter, our pod shout-out of the week. And the way this works is we have our pinned tweet up on Twitter with our latest episode. Whoever retweets that is entered into a lottery where Matt it picks from uh, however many retweets we got and Whoever he ends up picking is the lucky winner for that week. So, Matt, this time around, we have 18 retweets on our last pinned tweet. Okay. All right. I'm going to go number nine. Number nine. We're straight in the middle. Go with the median. All right. That's the In Poor Taste podcast. And you know what's funny? I think they are one of our promos. Yeah, they're one of our promos this week. So, we're getting some double... uh, pod love going on here awesome and they are at in poor taste pod on twitter and they're they're about reads like if comedy bang bang and harlan highway and cashing in had a terrible baby Mm. so that's like if you listen to any of those shows or watch comedy bang bang i'm a big fan of that yes yeah check it out yeah it's definitely in poor taste is also part of the uh hashtag pod orgy that we're in oh nice group of podcasts so good to know so congrats on you at in poor taste pod you're the winner for this pod shout out of the week awesome so matt what do we got coming up in the show well as always we're gonna start out with a bizarre news in which we have a grave warning to all video gamers with girlfriends you got something to watch out for people not i'm not kidding this is like a serious deal so if she's around, you might want to like walk away. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Put in the pop in those earbuds. And then uh, we're going to step into the green corner where we will keep you up to date with all the best UFC news and rumors. And then we will finish it off strong with a new segment that we like to call this or that, which we'll explain when we get there. So stick around. And with our weird news, we always like to start out with a little bit of weed news. And this time we're over in Colombia. Not necessarily known for their weed, probably more known for the <laughs> cocaine. Um, yeah. Because of the narco wars that happened between the uh, U.S. backed forces in Colombia back in the yeah. 80s and 70s. Yeah, 70s. Yeah, the whole. Mostly 70s. Medellin cartel and you know, all the fucking cartels down there. And I mean, marijuana is not foreign to. Columbia, but mm. it's starting become to become a force to reckon with. Although, again, again, yeah. 
I would say it began. It was the big crop probably before cocaine, and now it's you know it's resurfacing probably even better now because cocaine's done. Yeah, and it's coming back in a legal way because Colombia's government is looking to start exporting the marijuana that they uh, have legalized people to grow. Oh, nice. Okay. So they're looking to countries like Canada and Germany, possibly, is also looking to move around exports and imports of marijuana. But the big, go- the big golden goose here is the United States. Oh, yeah, of course. We love our weed here in the U.S. of A. And I guess Colombia is a great place to grow marijuana just in terms of climate. It, okay. Yeah. It provide it provides a really hospitable area for for growing. It's interesting because you know there's a lot of the what is it the co- cocoa or whatever plant that cocaine comes from. Yeah. The cocoa plant. Uh, that I mean that grows really well there. Obviously. Yeah. There's yeah. a there's a high industry of that, but maybe if they were able to switch over from this that illegal one to a legal marijuana trade they could also help curb the crime that comes along with the illegal and illicit uh, co- cocaine trade uh, yeah so they they got their eyes set they're working with canadian owned like pharmacy uh, pharmaceutical groups right now to try and export their marijuana but the big thing is trying to get it into the us especially you know colorado uh, California, which made me think like there's must be a pretty big domestic. There's been a huge domestic boom in yeah. marijuana production in the U.S. and yet we haven't gotten really any import because it's still mm. federally illegal. Yeah, yeah, true, right? And it would be nice to sample like people sample coffee from around the world or wine from around the world, whatever yeah. food. It would be nice to be able to be like, okay, well this uh, this weed came from Colombia. Hmm, this is definitely unique you know like i'd imagine it's something we wouldn't be able to recreate in a lab even it'd be tough to for sure and yeah yeah, they're calling it colombian gold Ooh, i'm intrigued already (laughs) i I know a name a name putting a name to it kind of like gives it that much more intrigue you know yeah yeah definitely so this was a an article by the washington post that uh you know the headline read Colombia looks to become the world supplier of legal pot. So we'll see where Colombia ends up in uh, a few years once things hopefully progress a little bit further in terms of getting weed federally legalized. Maybe we'll be seeing a whole f- influx of that. Yeah, that would, wouldn't surprise me. And we'll be putting up this Washington Post article on our Facebook page on Monday, as we do with all of our marijuana articles, if you are interested in reading more about Colombia. Awesome, awesome. Well, keeping up with the marijuana news, we're uh, we're gonna head to California. Now you were just talking about California. Well, California is always ahead of the game in the United States as far as weed is concerned, and this is really yanking on my heartstrings because what we're gonna talk about is uh, a specific location in San Francisco called the Barbary Coast Dispensary, and what it is, it's a marijuana smoking lounge. It's fucking awesome. You get to just buy weed and you get whatever you need. Say you buy a little bit of concentrate and you don't have a rig at home. They have yep. the best rigs you could ever need right there. You can go electronic. Oh, you can go cool. old school. It, it's really cool what they have going on. If you want to go traditional and just get some papers, they'll provide them for you. Um, as far as I can tell, I don't I don't think they really have a menu of like coffee, like the traditional Amsterdam, you know, uh, pot coffee shop. But right. you'll, you'll be able to get like basic drinks there probably. Um, I, I see it more as an alternative for people that want to get together and smoke pot somewhere legally. Maybe they're too worried to smoke in their apartment. Their apartment has rules about it, or you know, they just want to get together as a group and go somewhere public. Yeah, it's kind of like a pub. It's it's like a public house, but for smoking instead of uh, drinking. Exactly. Yeah, and this is the only place right now in America at all in San Fran. Currently, there's going to be a few more hopefully popping up, but it's all, you know, there's a lot of issues because what they have to do is um, they have to make sure that uh, all the, like, the air induction gets taken care of so they filter it out so, like, people that are working there aren't getting secondhand high. And so that oh, an alluring okay. odor doesn't come out of the building to the surrounding area. And then it's like, this this, air, this block smells like weed all the time. Yeah, they, they, they don't want that. That would that suck happening. for anyone who doesn't enjoy the smell of weed, which I, for one, do. So I, I, I would, I wouldn't be one to complain. But yeah. it could be stinky to people who don't enjoy it. It's like a cheese, you know. 
Yeah, Sometimes like true. A, a really fragrant treat, cheese might like annoy people. If there's a cheese shop, I can see the same like kind of issue. But with weed, you'd have to kind of push it up and out. Like it'd have to go high up and not be able to settle down into the street, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You definitely don't want that. But uh, it's really cool. I mean, a lot of places are trying to apply for it now. Uh, the city of Hollywood has approved plans to issue up to eight licenses. So just in West Hollywood, oh, wow. you'll be able to go to a bunch of places. And they have like the lockdown on great dispensaries, too. So that's really cool. But uh, even as far as like Massachusetts is actually trying to figure out how they can get away with doing these cannabis cafes, which would be Definitely. really fucking cool because that's driving distance to me right now. Yeah, we've discussed that in our uh, ca- in our cannabis news before. I believe they said uh, sometime this summer they're hoping yeah. to have them open. They should all be open, the recreational uh, shops, so that like people like me can travel across the line and go hang out and buy some good, you know, medicine. Yeah, Hell and yeah. enjoy and enjoy it in a safe environment. Yeah, exactly, and that's the key about this, man. It's a nice place to stop, you know, before you go to dinner, before you're going home, before, shit, you're going on a trip, you know? You want to, like, kill some time and you have to go somewhere? Here you go. Go smoke a doob, chill out before you have to take care of some stressful situations. Go on a flight? Yeah, man. You know, and it also helps for the cannabis, like, vacation industry for places that legalize and see an influx of people coming in because a lot of the hotels don't want you to smoke yeah in the hotel rooms true right so yeah. at least people could go there smoke all they want and, you know and then go back to the hotel and chill yeah yep so if you're traveling to any of these places and you're taking a little weed vacation you want to fly to Colorado maybe out here to California one thing I suggest that you do not do <laughs> is try and join the Mile High Club on your flight out. That's a surefire way to ruin a vacation. It's a surefire way to ruin everybody's vacation that's on that flight. (laughs) Nobody wants that. And just such a thing happened uh, with a couple who met on a plane and were caught having some, some physical relations in the very cramped airline bathroom. I don't understand, like, how people can try and do that. I can barely fit in there as one person, let alone two. That's what I was just imagining, is, like, there's there's no pleasure in that at all. And how the fuck do you get in there without everybody seeing you? Because those bathrooms are, like, right in front of, like, a rows of, like, what, 30 people? You know? Like, Jesus. Yeah, people are very aware, and that's the other thing, is anytime you go to the bathroom, there's always someone watching because someone wants to use the bathroom after you. That's me. That's this guy right here. Like, I'm always waiting on a line of people, and I don't want to wait in line standing up, so I just there's no point. And I wait until there's no line, and then I go. Yep. So in this case, it was it, it played out really uh, in quite some fashion on this yeah. on this flight because the <laughs> woman who boarded the flight very drunk at Gatwick Airport in England, she she was noticeably drunk from the start. Everyone knew she was going to be some kind of problem as she boarded this flight. She sat down. She was traveling alone, and she sat down near another man who was traveling alone. Okay. They immediately started to flirt with each other, and she gave him a kiss, and I believe that he was sitting across the aisle from her. So they were kissing what I'd imagine would be across the aisle, (laughs) which is very apparent. Like... We see what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking obvious. Planes are like no privacy at all. <laughs> well, you can see, yeah, you look straight down the aisle and you see someone making out. It's like, okay, what the fuck, man? Like, you guys either get seats next to each other and do that or, like, don't do it at all. Yeah, like, yeah. You're, you're a fire hazard now. <laughs> so this, uh, after kissing, the lady got up, walked towards the bathroom. And then a few moments later, the man got up and walked towards the bathroom. And they met in said bathroom. She was found sitting on the toilet and he was found standing with his pants down. What's going on? Somebody's sucking my dick or am I getting a thousand pesos? There's there's the answer to our question. How did you Uh do something like this? It's like, you gotta Tetris your way into that shit apparently. Yeah, I can only imagine what they looked like crammed in there. I wish there was an exact photo of them just like, 
You could not fit one more thing in there. I'm How sure. much movement can go on in that thing without it being like on the door? Like, just, I was gonna say just <laughs> enough. The whole and, plane's like hearing this fucking vibration of something that's not normal. They're like, is it? Is the plane in trouble? <laughs> right. I hear some rattling. So they ended up uh, being found by one of the flight attendants, who said, "Would you really jeopardize your holiday for a blowjob?" Oh, that's hilarious. The lady was sent back to her seat where she was scolded by her friend. I guess she was traveling with a friend who was like, don't you ever fucking do this. Don't, do you understand me? And then once they landed in Mexico, in Cancun, that she was taken off by police where the rest of the plane clapped and cheered as they were being taken off. Oh, man. That's she was awesome. also She was also banned for life, I believe. Oh my Virgin, god. From Virgin Atlantic flights. Oh my god. It says banned from all future travel. Can you imagine travel. being banned for life from Oof. fucking travel like that? It's like, no, I'm sorry, I can't fly that airline. I tried to have, give someone a blowjob. And, uh, uh, yeah, I'm just, let's say I'm not allowed on Virgin anymore. <laughs> they don't Jesus. appreciate blowjobs on Virgin uh, flights. Ah, uh, man. They're more wholesome yeah, than I, that. Yeah, I bet. You know, it seems like a family. <laughs> I like Virgin Airlines. You know? They're they're yeah. they're one of my favorites, actually. You've always recommended them to me. So yeah, yeah. them in Alaska. Fun. Yep. Yeah, I have a high opinion of them. So uh, that's definitely. It's good to see they keep on tap of shenanigans. Man, we like to focus on shit that goes weird with airlines a lot of the time, and uh, we're keeping up with it in this next story, where we're talking about. It's simply raining gold at a Russian airport. <laughs> oh, now, nice. Someone must uh, bop someone on the head. Uh, got, Mar- yeah. got Mario taking a flight? Yeah, 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 yeah. This isn't some uh, crazy video game or even a uh, leprechaun-ish story of gold. <laughs> it, was around uh, the, it was around the holiday. It was, yeah. It was right around St. Patty's Day, which is quite funny. Uh, but what we have here is that a, uh, a giant a- an A-12 uh, aircraft which is a pretty good sized aircraft, had a full load of tons of uh, this type of like bar that consists of 70% gold. So that's oh, a shit, shit ton of gold. Apparently they didn't they didn't stabilize the load. So it Hey-o. leaned towards the back hatch and it literally was so much weight that it just burst the door latch and it just started raining fucking gold all over the runway. Oh my god. Damn, I really fucked up with this one. It's like Operation Dumbo Drop, but with gold bars. Yeah, man, and I got photos up right now of like the gold bars, and it's just like they're scattered all over this fucking airport. So it's like that, that runway shut down. They can't land there now because the plane would just fucking probably get so fucked up trying to run down this <laughs> runway. Run down, run over fucking gold bars like speed bumps. And that's actually what they, they had to fucking turn around and get the load because uh, this was like a specific giant load for Kinross Gold, which is one of the 10 largest gold mining companies in the world. So, oh, wow. Yeah, this was a mass shipment going to be melted down probably into finer gold and, you know, turned into jewelry or whatever, you know. That's crazy. Yeah, the, yeah. And I saw that it was in the snow, too, since it was in uh, taken off from Russia. It yeah, looked like Siberia. some of the bars just literally sank into the snow, which, like, that makes it even harder to find. Oh, my God, yeah. The ones that didn't land, like, on the runway, because it, it was quite a long scatter field from all this shit they landed in that snow and yeah but you know they're claiming that nobody was hurt that's the most important thing they wanted to say that there was uh seven crew members and two company company representatives on board but nobody was injured and the plane landed safely and the whole cargo has been collected there were no losses so they were like really trying to cover their ass in the statement um so you know they didn't need to like take out insurance or anything you know they just like pretty much ran behind on their shipment by, it's like, you know, hey, hey, Joe, before. why is your jacket sagging? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. One bar. Can you imagine? I wonder what one bar that is like worth. They look pretty big from Dude. the uh, article. It's like a normal gold bar, but you got to keep in mind that 30% of it's just probably, you know, some random alloy or metal. I wonder if they do that for security purposes, too. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if it was just that or if it was just the smell of like uh, a ton That's of metals fell and found. Yeah, who knows? I'm not a gold master, but uh, all I know <laughs> is I see gold and I think value. <laughs> well, uh, when I see a goldish color, sometimes it makes me a little queasy, which is the the case in our next article with the pickle juice <laughs> slushies that are oh. coming out of Sonic. Man. I don't know. I'm not I'm not much of a pickle guy if it's not pickles themselves. Like, a lot of people get into that weird shit, including the Rick and Morty run of uh, that pickle chocolate bar. Everybody yeah. was raving about that. I'm like, fuck that. Get out of here. Uh, pickle Rick chocolate bar or something? If I ever bought that, it would just be to sit on my shelf as a collector's item, and I would never taste pickle chocolate. The only time I ever tasted pickle juice is when I tried one of those wonder berry pills that's supposed to change the flavor of stuff and it didn't work. I think I told the story on the podcast where I like oh, immediately yeah. my body rejected the pickle juice. Oh. And it was t- it was terrible. So I know that I would not like this. They say it is uh, briny and bright greenish. Mm. I'm guessing it'd be kind of gold colored too. Cause that's always what pickle pickle juice color look just looks like piss. It looks like yeah, like someone who's really sick pissed in a jar of pickles. And it smells horrible too. That vinegary gross Ugh. smell. Yeah. Ugh. The Not about the it. person the person who uh, wor- who wrote this for People Food uh, said that it it tastes sweet and tangy. And the br- the bright brine compensates for the overall savoriness you might have been worried about, and it would go well with burgers and or tots slash corn dogs. Hmm. Yeah. No. It would <laughs> I, go Sonic's fine with known, the garbage. Sonic's known for its like flavorful drinks, but I think yeah. this is a fucking miss if they ever Ooh. had one. I don't know. There's a lot of weirdos out there liking that pickle flavor. Who knows? This might be a big seller for them. Ugh, I can't stop shuddering just thinking about it. It's fucking terrible. Oh, yeah, I'm not with it. <laughs> it's not no, my thank thing. thank you. Not my thing at all. But you know what is my thing? Fucking Chipotle. Fucking you love that shit. It's Chipotle earlier. I had it right before we hit record. I love that <laughs> shit. I got the three tacos today. Usually I get a bowl, uh, but I'll fuck with anything on their menu. I don't I think I've tried menu. their tacos. Oh, the tacos are dank. They stuff them. You get three, like, rolled up nice and tight in, like, a, a meal thing. Ah, oh, I love it. I love it. You can't go wrong. And, uh, it's easy to get addicted. I can see how people get addicted to Chipotle. And, uh... That's exactly where we're going with the story, because we are talking about a man we've previously talked about on the show back in December. And we're talking about Bruce Wayne, an Ohio man who ate Chipotle for every day. And I believe it was 400 and something days when we talked about him last. Now, he's pulling a quit at 500 days of consecutive Chipotle meals. It's crazy. I can't believe somebody devoted that, like, over a year and, like, pretty much a half. Who cut him off? His doctor? Oh, I'd imagine. It can't be too healthy to keep taking that in. Um, but damn, this guy has devotion. His name's Bruce Wayne. No surprise, I guess, right? Well, the cool thing is you can check it out his Instagram, and it, uh, he documented all of it. Every day, he took a picture of the receipt and the meal he had. And uh, along the way, Proof. you can see some cool candids, you know, as you would expect a man named Bruce Wayne. He dresses up as Batman a lot of the time, and he takes photos with kids. <laughs> it's funny when he show. I'm sure when he shows people his license, he's like, "I'm Bruce Wayne," and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And he's like, "No, nah. really, I'm Bruce Wayne." It's <laughs> like, "Oh shit, you are Bruce Wayne." Oh shit, you're really Bruce Wayne. Yeah, man, it's pretty dope, and he's got a legit bat suit. I'm jealous. It's like uh, Christian Bale movie quality fucking bat suit, and uh, that's exactly how he finished it out. He ate that last, the 500th meal. In that bat suit, close out the great saga of Batman's record in Chipotle. So yeah, I guess back in December when we had uh, mentioned that he broke the re- actual record at four, when he got to that 426 mark, uh, Chipotle pledged four thousand two hundred sixty dollars to a cancer uh, research or financial assistance uh, to cancer treatment uh, charity. So it's kind of cool to see people doing something and then the company reaching out to, like, you know, a charity or, like, the community in some way. 
Yeah, doing something really positive with the and money. And it's not just it's not just some guy eating fucking a shit ton of burritos. Dressed as Batman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's really neat to see that his act alone kind of inspired, you know, over four thousand dollars to be donated towards cancer. That's great. That's fucking pretty dope, man. I support if more people would do some shit like this. <laughs> Fuck. Absolutely. Get involved. Well, you know, someone who really needed Batman is the guy in our next story, and he's a fellow pu- he's a fellow PUBG player like that, us. So I really, you, yeah, I really feel for this guy. Yeah, you can't help but feel for him now. And if anyone doesn't know what PUBG is, it's Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, and it's a PC and Xbox game. I think it's on. Is that on PlayStation now too? Uh, I'm not sure. I can't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not aware whether yeah. or not it is. But he played on. Uh, his computer and he he was even like an e-sports athlete of types he did like twitch streaming and stuff like that okay yeah. and has a bit of a following he claims that his playing of PUBG helped him fund off a samurai sword attack from his girlfriend and now ex-girlfriend I would imagine oh my god <laughs> that's hilarious gaming taught him how to fight off the fucking attacker that's pretty neat yep now the man uh, who I'll just call the PUBG player <laughs> was asleep at the time and his girlfriend believed that he was possibly cheating on her because she had found hairs that weren't the same color as her hair in the oh. shower and it was also quoted that his libido had been destroyed by his gaming so he probably spent way too much time playing X, or playing on the PC games and just zoning out. It's yeah. easy to do. It is easy to do, but I see that's an obvious point that you need to slow your roll. <laughs> yeah, he said that he felt bad because she needed the affection, but he just couldn't keep up. Keep it up? Either or, <laughs> I guess, at this point. Well, don't start ripping on this guy too bad because he was in the dead of night asleep when oh. she stole his phone and used a samurai sword and other knives that she had uh, bought and put on her side of the bed. She grabbed his phone and hit it so that he couldn't call for help, and then she launched her attack. Oh my god. Jesus. Now, sword he, and other knives. Yeah. <laughs> One wasn't she, good enough. <laughs> she started attacking him uh, to the point where she almost severed a few of his fingers. And he also had various wounds on his legs, his feet, uh, his torso, his head, his neck. So he had a lot of, like, bad injuries from from her freaking out on him. Oh, man. But he said said that uh, his training that he had done in playing various video games, including PUBG, had him ready to handle the onslaught. (laughs) He said, I've been preparing for my whole life for something like this. Oh my god, was he almost praying for it to happen? Well, he said that he was able to wing chung his way to survival. <laughs> wing and, chung it. Okay, sweet. And eventually he, he was able to get his girlfriend into a bear hug. And then she got a hold of his uh, family jewels, if you will, and tried to rip oh. them off. Oh, oh, that hurts. He said, I saw the look in her eyes and scared the living poop out of me. I told her I loved her and she was killing me. She needed to call police or I was going to die. And then she stopped and called 911. And said what? I cut the fuck up out of my boyfriend and uh, stole his phone? I guess so. Oh my god. She Susie ended up fucking being ar- samurai hands over here. <laughs> Susie samurai. Fucking she ended up being arrested on uh, attempted murder charges. Because, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what happened. I think whenever you cut somebody up with multiple instruments of death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and there's actually a GoFundMe uh, campaign to help uh, with the hospital costs and stuff like that. They're going for a $10,000 goal and they already have 8282 But that doesn't mean you shouldn't go help out. If uh, we'll, we'll be sure to post this up on our Facebook page sometime this week so that you can go check out the link to the GoFundMe that's in the articles. Awesome. Maybe you can, maybe you can help this guy out. Yeah. Fend off samurai, future samurai. Yeah, oh, man. Well, hopefully not a lot of our listeners have to worry about fending off samurais while they're sleeping. 
See on their phone. That's not good. Yeah, seriously. And another guy that you're not gonna have to worry about is the uh, gentleman we're gonna refer to as his alias, which is Stinky Butt. And now, for all of our Texas <laughs> listeners, I'm sure you're well aware of the story of Stinky Butt, which is a man who's uh, just, Is this like a Texas legend? I, I'm gonna say, that, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just what everybody in the area knows him. They don't even refer to him as his name because even when the police finally caught him this time, the person that he was hiding out in their house, they were, they, uh, the police were there you know, to serve a warrant and fucking figure out if this guy was there because they heard he was there. And the person was like, wait, are, are you referring to Stinky Butt? When they said his <laughs> real name, they didn't know who the fuck he was. Because no one calls him what's his real name. It was a tough one to say. I think that's why oh, everyone man. knows was Stinky Butt. It was uh yeah, Josh Adrian. Drash Adrian. Yeah, Drash Adrian. It's really fucking. It makes you want to like. You gotta like chisel your jaw in weird ways to make the name. It's really weird to me. I yeah, it feels know. like you're digging out Stinky of, butt. like a diamond yeah. or something. Works for me. Well, you know, um, this has been an issue getting this motherfucker. Apparently, he uh, he was a carjacking suspect. And they took him into custody, and they had to give him, like, treatment at the hospital. And they were wheeling him out in a wheelchair. He jumped out of the wheelchair and escaped from custody. Oh, shit. Then they got a call one time that they found him in March, earlier in March. And uh, they fucking saw him. They called him on and everything. He eluded him again somehow. Wow. And that's just, so that, you know, a couple weeks later, they finally got his ass. And this time they found him in a closet hiding with a black nylon bag over his head. After what was he doing person. with a bag over his head? I have no idea. Maybe he was trying to just blend in like, not a person. I'm garbage. Not a person. I'm just garbage. <laughs> he just says that as they open the door. It's like, not what a person. Sound does, what sound does a garbage make? It's like, garbage, 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 garbage. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's not a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, man. And, uh, you know, they finally got this guy. And, you know, hopefully he won't be stinking up places anymore. Getting stinky butt behind bars. That's it's one of the biggest things I think we need to do is make sure stinky butt stays behind bars. No, no worrying about looking out for stinky butt anymore. What you do need to look out for is little kids with fucking rocks. Oh my god! When you're raising these little demons, you never expect them to turn on you. But guess what? They do. <laughs> they have horrible aim that sometimes turns out to be great aim if you're looking to have a funny clip like our funny clip for this episode and i just can't help feel for the dad but feel for the dad because it's like you know i would just i would feel like uh if, when i have a kid i'm gonna want to document a lot i'm always gonna be filming him with a camera and stuff you know right and it's like what this kid did is just destroy <laughs> his camera like yeah, at least this the lens if it's it, like detachable lens that lens is shot or maybe dad's face is shot <laughs> and this is one of those uh flinch videos too where oh my God. so this to set it up for you guys we haven't done that very well but <laughs> this kid's throwing a rock on the uh, beach or on the shore of like some water body of water and he goes to throw the rock and of course like kids do he lets go way too late and whips it across his body and at his uh, parent whips it at his parent to the uh, left of him. Goes straight at the camera. Oh my god. Hard turn. Hard turn. It's just uh, trial and error. The kid will get it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sorry, Dad. You didn't you didn't capture the moment all the way, but you definitely caught wasn't a funny-ass moment. Hopefully he made enough money off this clip to make a, to get like a new camera, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> So we'll be posting that up on Wednesday on our Facebook page like we do every week with our funny clip of the week. Awesome. Definitely check it out. Now let's get ready to step into the green corner. But before we do that, here's a word from a fellow podcast. I'm Don Wrinkle, and everybody's got a podcast. And if you're gonna listen to one... Import taste is the way to go, because it's very greasy. This is Bill Lawyerson to tell you that Import Taste is the podcast you should listen to if you want to get sued. I'm Big Jim, here to say if you listen to Import Taste, huh? Guess we'll give you a Christmas handy. It's Import Taste. It's definitely not a comedy podcast. And it's definitely not educational. And it's definitely Australian. Stop, Stop asking! asking. 
Hello, I'm a Giorgio Casadoro, and this is my brother. Fatima. Come on down, in more taste, we take him back and polish your jewels. That's us. South Hills, Pittsburgh. Born race. Listen to Import Taste on the Podsberg Network, www.podsberg.com slash taste for all of your edutainmentional podcast needs. If you guys it, they will put. Fight! All right. Welcome to the fucking green corner. It's been a while. It's time to catch you guys up, and uh, we're going to start out with a quick update on one of my favorite up-and-coming bandmates, Sean O'Malley. And uh, this kid... He made, he's made quite a wave, so you're probably well aware of who he is, but uh, in case you're not, he's a guy that uh, he caught Dana White's eyes, and uh, he made his uh, debut with like the UFC, technically, with uh, Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series, which is a cool like preemptive to get guys onto the Ultimate Fighter, Okay. which uh, he went on to win, which I thought was cool. He uh, beat Taron Ware, the Ultimate Fighter, a new world champion finale, and uh, now he earned his shot on a pay-per-view card UFC 222 which he got fucked up towards the end he won you know unanimous decision but he couldn't even stand up for his post-fight interview which was uh pretty crazy first time I've ever seen it yeah that was a weird clip I you had me watch that earlier with uh, Joe getting in on the ground with him asking him how like what'd you think about that <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and, uh, you know, the kid, kid's got balls. He fought till the end, and then he dropped, you know. Like, uh, he couldn't just get up, you know. But he fought to the end. That's it. That's all you can ask for in a fighter. And uh, he did really good. He didn't break his leg, but he does have a fracture from um, a previous fight. And apparently, it would be better if he had a break because it would heal quicker. So they're not sure exactly how long he's going to be out. Okay. Fra- I- yeah, I, I would think a fracture would be worse than yeah. a break. I'd, I'd say we'll probably see him in three to six months, I'd imagine. If you give him a healthy time to like, you know, take time off and like, yeah, because you don't want to just end up healing up and getting back out there too soon and just hurt oh it God. again. Yeah, yeah, ligament tears and God knows what, infinite rehab and potentially ruining your career. You Seriously. But, you know, even though he got the serious injury, that didn't stop him from uh, debuting his new marijuana strain at the uh, UFC 220 <laughs> after party, which I thought was awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah, this guy's no he's not shy of uh, marijuana at all. And uh, the UFC's pretty chill about it. As long as you're not using it right before a fight, they really don't give a fuck if you're out in the media showing it, as we've seen with the Diaz brothers. But uh, so basically, this guy, he's hung out with Snoop Dogg. He got to celebrate his win on the Contender Series with uh, Snoop Dogg. So he's, he's well-known in the, the fucking field. And uh, now he's releasing Sh- Sugar Show OG, which uh, is pretty, nice. pretty dope, man. It's uh, a mix between Lemonhead and OG92, and uh, I, damn, I want to try it. I want to try it, too, because I've recently realized about myself, I like the lemon strains, like yeah. the citrusy-type strains. Yeah. They, they taste really good, so that Lemonhead and OG92, I'd, I'd give it a whirl. Fuck yeah, man. And uh, videos of service of him chilling. He was smoking so much weed, and uh, he got handed in the video a, a full golden-wrapped like glove blunt. Which was God knows how much weed was inside that monster, but it was like a human-sized fist of weed. That's hilarious. Lit up and smoked. <laughs> Fucking yeah, just partying it up. Which shit, man. Kid deserves it, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him return. Hopefully, it's not too long. That yeah, he's got time to smoke and heal up now. Exactly. <laughs> you know, using the best medicine he could. You know. There you go. Now, speaking of uh, returns, what uh, we're going to talk about is the potential for. Brock Lesnar to return is seeming pretty good right now. And, the man, uh, the myth, the monster. Yeah, whether you hate him or like, love him, uh, Brock Lesnar, you gotta watch him, you know? You can't help but watch his fights. The dude's ridiculous. You know, skill-wise, you know, he might not be up there with a lot of these guys as far as, you know, being averaged out across the board. You know, he doesn't have that good of striking, but he is an amazing wrestler, which, and then he, when he gets to the ground, those fists add up, you know? So I'm looking forward to seeing it, and uh, Dana White saying the odds are very, very good in a recent conference that he did, and uh, he was kind of he was smirking with it and stuff. So I'm I'm willing to bet that sometime soon, we have to wait uh, until September because Brock Lesnar had his little issue where he he tested hot after he fought at UFC 200. So he's got until September until his suspension's up 
So uh, we could see him then. Uh, you know, there's a lot of rumors flying around. John Bone Jones called him out, but John's obviously dealing with his own demons on that suspension he could be fighting. and uh, Suspensions you know, he, he left and right, man. We might not see him for years upon years. His career in the U.S. could be over, honestly. He could be a, an older man by the time he's allowed to fight here again. But, uh, you know, that would be a dream match to see Brock versus John Jones. But most likely, that's not what we're going to see. We're going to see, you know, probably uh, Alistair Overeem fighting him again for the trilogy. Um, That'd be a good see, one. And, but, yeah, I'd like to see Francis Ngannou fight him. You know, like, he just came off that loss with uh, Stipe. Why not fight a, f- a previous uh, heavyweight champion? You know, right. get a little more experience. I don't know how that would go, man. Francis is a hell of a striker, but I mean, I don't know how you defend against Brock Lesnar. Brock's got a hell of a takedown, so it'd be it'd be interesting to see. You know, you never know. And they they, they have other guys. You know, St- Stefan Struve, who's that fucking seven foot dude who's real skinny. That's another one who's a good chance for him to fight Brock when he comes back. And uh, okay, yeah, yeah. There's a ton of guys in the heavyweight division that fucking they could throw at Brock, and phew, I'm hoping to see see what uh, happens soon. Brock Lesnar is always interesting to watch. Yeah, man. No matter who he's fighting. Yeah, oh yeah. You can't help but watch Brock Lesnar. Fucking roided out monster. (laughs) Another another return we are very anxious for here at American Soccer. This is, of course, Conor McGregor. And uh, Conor, you know, he's he's been out of the UFC since November 2016. Mr. Family Man. Yeah, Mr. Family Man and uh, Money Man, you know, as he's reeling back all that money he made in the Mayweather deal. Yeah. But uh, he's been holding that championship down since November 2016. You know, the lightweight division, and now you got that interim bullshit going on. And, uh, I mean, that's that's going to end soon, apparently, because now what's happening is that uh, Ferguson and Nurmagomedov are going to fight, and it's going to become not the interim, but the the real championship. They're going to strip Connor of his belt coming up. Oh, wow. Uh, this event that's happening April 7th. Um, that's big. UFC 223. So now Connor has not sent him to come back. He wants to uh, legitimize the rankings, so to say. That's an exact quote from him. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure he wants to come back to show that he's, you know, still the top gun. And coming back from that loss on Mayweather, he's got something to prove. I want to see him fight fucking Diaz out of everybody. But most likely, he's going to fight the winner of that match. Um, And we could probably expect that, again, this will be later on, end of summer, early fall. August, September, maybe you'll see McGregor. Maybe we'll get a double. Maybe they'll hold off and we'll get a McGregor-Lesnar double pay-per-view two main headliners like fucking heavyweight in the lightweight division which would be fucking dope and you know what summer fights always seem more fun yeah i don't know what what it is it's like you can have a beer like and like yeah shorts and like you're chilling at like a bar and like yeah a lot of good bars do the the pay-per-views you just you pay a cover yeah yeah it's a fun time i like it as long as it's not an insane fucking cover Exactly, yeah. They can get crazy with the covers, especially if it's something like the Mayweather fight, the Mayweather-McGregor fight. That was, that crazy. was crazy. Moving along, we've got uh, we got more to talk about with Dana White. Dana White is uh, throwing off some regards that uh, of a recent possible fight between Tyron Woodley and Nate Diaz. Because the Diaz, both Diaz's are on hold right now, but Nate Diaz has been on hold for a long, long time since his last fight with McGregor where he lost by decision. Yep. But uh, these guys have been going at it on social media, trying to create the hype for this fight, which it would sell. Diaz deserves to get a championship shot, you know? Why not fucking put him in there? He's a moneymaker, and I feel like it's like, uh, it's something that they refuse to capitalize on, is the popularity of the Diaz brothers. I don't know why, why they do it, but I feel like that's a lot of money to be made there. You know, There's, they got Connor as a star. They're a little bit sour on them for some reason. They really are, man. They always have that that image, and maybe there's more behind the scenes that we don't know. But uh, yeah, Dana White saying that uh, he went out saying basically that Tyron Woodley was full of shit, direct quote, <coughs> and uh, continued to basically berate Woodley in his efforts to fight Diaz, saying that the next fight um, that Woodley is going to have is most likely going to come from the former light heavyweight champion, lightweight champion, not light heavyweight. Uh, Rafael Dos Andros. So, you know, he's pretty much shutting down the, all the hope of that. So I'm sure he's got Diaz all pissed off, too. And fucking Woodley's like, what the fuck? 
You know, like, <laughs> right? He wants he wants to have the best fight possible to make the money for the fight to make, so that he can make a legacy for himself. You know, understand? Stop fucking throwing like old fighters at him. You know, it, it's it's kind of uh, I don't know. I feel like it's an old business way of the UFC. There's it. It's kind of understood that people would want to see like an old fighter versus an, an up and comer. That's like yeah. kind of the formula. Hopefully they they figure this out. Uh, Woodley and Dana have a meeting scheduled, so they'll probably figure this all out and figure out who the the next opponent will be. They haven't really announced it yet because they want to play it safe until the meeting. But okay. uh, that's not that's not the only thing Woodley's up to, man. We've got word that Woodley has found himself a hell of an apprentice, and uh, <laughs> that's coming in as Floyd Mayweather. Because what? Floyd is thinking of coming out of retirement to step into the octagon. And he's uh, he's thinking Woodley's going to be his head coach. He wants to dabble in, man. He wants to take a fight. And uh, I've heard a lot of people debate about it. And, it, you know, after hearing a good uh, argument about how he could get somebody like CM Punk, you know, a professional that's transitioned from another sport as well, that's not as well-versed in MMA as a uh, all-life pro, um, then you might have an even fight. You know, we're talking the best hitter arguably in any sport right you know the best striker possibly any and ever you know he he hasn't even and apparently he says his his uh wrestling is uh i think a six of a ten i think that was his quote okay he started, he started ranking himself out there and he was said his uh his striking was like 110 out of 12 out of 10 <laughs> well you know if you have really good striking they like then they know to go for the ground game but yeah if you have a decent leg game you can keep people off you from like going for a submission. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you, you can, can throw some off. nasty kicks. Like someone goes down for your leg, you bah right in the jaw. Like that'll fucking yeah, that'll fuck them up. Oh, dude, hell yeah. I mean, I'm I would love to fucking see this fight, and most likely, um, I just I don't see it coming. I don't know if it'll be a UFC sponsored exactly. It might be like a whole Mayweather production, like whole night with an undercard you know maybe some ufc fighters maybe white gets involved and they work out some kind of deal but uh huh i'm, I'm sure he's gonna try to hype this up and make every dollar count for this uh event but shit man it looks at all points it looks like this is actually gonna happen cool that's fucking uh, yeah. awesome yeah it's definitely awesome it gives us something to look forward to and uh, right now, I, I've got to say there's a lot to look forward to coming up in the UFC. The next pay-per-view we have coming on is April 7th. we got UFC 223 Ferguson versus Nurmagomedov. That's going to be fucking awesome. We'll finally figure out who the true champion is. And then Connor can come back and take that. Or maybe finally fight Nate and figure out that Nate is better. Fuck you. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. That that's well, the ultimate fight. Yeah, yeah. On that card, we got Thug Rose fight, is uh, fighting Yuana again. Not a title shot, as far as I know. Uh, Renato Machiano versus Calvin Catter. Anthony Pettis versus Michael Chizia. Uh Al LaQuintia versus Paul Felder. It's gonna be a pretty cool card. But uh, further on, we got all kinds of good shit coming on later on this year. And mainly, what I'm stoked about. Looking down the road, we got the heavyweight champion of the world fighting light heavyweight champion of the world. This is we're gonna be talking about this a lot to come, but July seventh, Steve Miocic is fighting Daniel Cormier for the heavyweight title. Nice. Which is it's gonna be fucking interesting, man. There. That'll be know, good because it's right around Fourth of July too. It's like it probably oh, falls man. right on a weekend. I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's gonna be fucking awesome. That's the only event named for the whole card so far, because it is far out of advance. And I mean, there's quite a few events before that. Uh, also, I, you know, I, I don't want to overlook it. UFC 225, Whitaker versus Romero too. You all Romero is a fucking monster, so I, I'm definitely looking forward <laughs> to that too. But uh, but yeah, I, I just when they announced Miocic versus Cormier, I was like, holy fuck, that'll be this good. Is it? This is going to be the card of the summer for sure. I'm sure they're going to find a way to stack that shit. And uh, maybe they can get Connor in early, but they probably want to put Connor as the headliner. Right. So we'll see how it goes. That's what to look forward to coming up in the UFC. And until uh, next time, people, just enjoy. Keep fighting. And now that we've wrapped up the green corner, it's time to hear something from another podcast. 
Hi, I'm Mike from the Genuine Chit Chat Podcast, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. I speak to a wide variety of guests, from travellers to musicians, to those afflicted with mental or physical illnesses. There's really no subject that's off limits, from movies to politics, and even controversial topics ranging from sex to drug reform and political correctness. So if you still believe in the art of conversation, are intrigued by healthy debates with different ideas and perspectives you may not have thought of, and want to podcast where every episode is about something different with a variety of guests, then this may be the podcast for you. You can hear us on YouTube and all your favourite podcast apps, and follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. So if you want to hang out and listen to honest conversations with interesting people, then come to Genuine Chit Chat, where I'm your host, Mike Burton. And we are back with our newest segment of all the cool things we've come up with for you guys. This one is called This or That. I feel like we've been getting some good reception on This or That. Yeah, people like to uh, see where we expand our minds on. Yeah, get involved too. Think about it yourself. Maybe answer. We're putting up polls on the Facebook page so you can vote which one you actually want. And in this case... This is This or That Fight Edition. In, in honor of oh, just coming yeah. out of the green corner. Hell yeah. Gotta keep it themed. Keep it clean. <laughs> so, I got a first one for you here, Matt. We're going movies The Matrix or Kill Bill. Easy one. Kill Bill all day. Tarantino fan. Can't help but do it. Yep. Love Kill Bill. Bottom of the street, say fuck you. How about that? <laughs> I, I'm gonna go with uh, Kill Bill as well. That's that was an easy choice on my part yeah. too. I, there's so so many good fight scenes, yeah. and it, so especially many. since it's Volume One and Two. Both I mean, with them. the Matrix, you got three of them, and there yeah. are a lot of good the, fight scenes throughout. Them. Yeah, don't don't. Yeah, I'm not shitting on the Matrix. It's just Kill Bill was like the beginning of the love that I have for Tarantino, and I mean, just down to like the little hidden things of all of his films. And uh, yeah, he's just, he's a brutal motherfucker, and so are his films. I love it. Yep. Now, sticking along with films, The Karate Kid, new or the OG? I'm going to have to go OG just because, I mean, we, we even use sound clips from it from time to time in the show. Man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Oh. <laughs> Sweep the lick. Oh, yeah. Put yeah. him in a body bag. And yeah. uh, I actually never saw the new one with, uh, what is it, Will really? Smith? Really? Jaden Smith? Yeah, Jaden Smith. I saw both, and Jackie Chan was Mr. Han, but we know who the fuck he was. He was trying to be Mr. Miyagi. And you know what, Jackie Chan? You're not Mr. Miyagi. It was like, so. a, it was like a retelling, right? It wasn't like yeah. a sequel or anything. Plus, you don't got Ralph Macchio. So, you know what? You get the thumbs down, and I got to go with the original Mr. Miyagi Toten Karate Kid. That's what I would go with as well. Now, speaking of Jackie Chan, Jackie Chan or Jet Li? Oh, this is uh, pretty easy for me, too, because I feel like you're asking me, do I like PG or R? Because I feel like Jackie Chan's like a family-friendly version of Jet Li almost. Jet Li is intimidating and scary. Like, he'll pull a heart out of a motherfucker, and Jackie Chan is just going to make you laugh and use the environment to mess somebody up. So it's like, I don't know, I take a personal enjoyment out of Jet Li's films, but I do like Jackie Chan, but Jet Li wins. Jet Li, wow, we're going to go on, we're going to be divided on this film, because I would always go Jackie Chan. (sighs) Who are you? You. No, not me, you. Yes, I am you. Just answer the damn questions. Who are you? I have told you. Are you deaf? No, you is blind. I'm not blind, you blind. That is what I just said. You just... Man, I don't know. Jackie Chan rubs me the wrong way sometimes. Drunken Master? I don't know. I'll I'll get into uh, it with you off air about some Jackie Chan stuff. Okay. I look forward to hearing about this. All right. All right. Well, since we're on the actor train, let's go uh, go 90s. Chuck Norris or Jean-Claude Van Damme? I'm going to go Chuck Norris on this one. It might seem cliche, but it's more just because we've covered Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Getting into fucking fights with people about bullshit. So so I wanted to make sure that I'm never on his side. He's been been kicking indoors for too long, and I know these splits have to stop. I'm, I'm on Chuck Norris if I had to pick between the two of them. 
Nice. Okay, yeah. I can't help. I can't help but agree. I fucking... I love Chuck Norris from all of his uh, old school films. Well, I used to watch Walker, Texas Ranger when I got home that from too, school man. and stuff, too. That too, man. Oh, man. He was even in a film... I, oh no! What, I always try to put Mr. Miyagi in this film, but he was in a film like The Karate Kid, where he helps this kid, and it's like a total ripoff of The Karate Kid. Okay. Where he, like, trains with a kid. Man, Chuck Norris all day, and John Claude Van Damme. Just, I feel like was always like, uh, I don't know, trying to be like some like new age hipster karate. He falls guy. under the Steven Seagal. Like. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like B martial artists. Right. The B crew. <laughs> All right, martial arts. We're talking video games. Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter? Again, uh, I feel like Mortal Kombat was just rated R, and Street Fighter was a little more PG, PG-13. I gotta go Mortal Kombat, man. Fatalities all day. I'm with you on this one. Babality, animality. Sco- you got Scorpion, Smoke, oh my God. Uh, Get Sub-Zero. Over here. Liu Kang, fucking uh, yeah, so many, so so many amazing characters, and the movies you got those too. So yeah, and John Claude Van Damme isn't there to taint it like you did with the Street (laughs) Fighters. (laughs) All right, we're gonna finish this off strong. I'm gonna put you in an environment of your choosing. You've got to survive. Now you're gonna have to fight one of two things. First thing. Seven 11 year olds. Okay. That's seven individual 11 year old, 11 year old children. Or Dustin Diamond, aka Screech from the Saved by the Bell. Um. Okay, so I'm gonna say seven 11 year olds. Seven 11 year olds. And I, I was will. You say that because I want to see that. And I will say that, like, just because, okay, they're 11. They're not that strong. Like, one Dustin... I don't know what Dustin Diamond's been up to lately. He might have been working out. He might be on something. I don't know where his life's taken him at this point. And he could yeah. overpower me at like with the strength of yeah, a man. you never know. None of these 11-year-olds have the strength of a full-grown man. So if I take them yeah. one at a time, or even use one as a weapon against the other in some way... Now, I will say, if you had said... 11, uh, I'm sorry, if you had said, yeah, 11 seven-year-olds, that might have changed my mind because 11, <laughs> 11 of anything, that's almost, that's, you're one short of a dozen, that's gonna change the game a lot. That is, that's a lot of, yeah, that's a lot of mass when you yes. start talking. So seven 11-year-olds, like, yes, 11 seven-year-olds, no. We got into a whole nother this or that out of that. But a, a, seven 11 year olds over Dustin Diamond, aka Screech. Yes. All day. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. What's your I, I, What's yours? Same? I, I'd probably agree the same thing because you could pick up one of those seven and take out the other six easily. You start swinging him by the feet and yep. you've got an instant weapon. They're small enough to pick up people. Yeah. Now you want the feet, Screech, not the head because like, it'll bite. Yeah. Screech has got a lot of built up rage after doing Saved by the Bell and that, that sketchy Porn. ass porno and going to jail for stabbing. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, no, the porno definitely. I saw like the the box cover one time. Like it's real. Well, he was that lying to his girlfriend then. That's not a legend. Um, and uh, he could have pulled like a carrot top move where all of a sudden you you don't you haven't seen him a couple years and then you look and he's like jacked like a motherfucker. Like he's given Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime of run for the bunny. Seriously. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the children all day over this dude. <laughs> Absolutely. So this has been a ve- another very successful this or that. I think we've hashed out uh, yeah. some some important things that needed to be talked about. Yeah, as I like to say, this is the segment that's going to make great changes in the world. I think so. I think so. <laughs> this is how we debate people. Alrighty, well that wraps up the show, and uh, thanks for tuning in. And uh, now's the part where we lay the plugs on you. So uh, why don't you go over and check out the Facebook page at American Slacker Podcast. And while you're there, check out the American Slackers group where you can chime in with a bunch of other slackers like yourself. And, uh, you know, just fucking have at it. Have a little fun. And uh, while you're at it, check out the Instagram. That's another place where you can get all the promos for the show, a lot of uh, visual entertainment to stimulate your brain. And uh, another place to get some stimulation is our website. AmericanSlackerPodcast.com or ASPodcast.com. 
You can find us over on Twitter and Reddit at A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R Podcast. All of our episodes are also on YouTube. And we encourage you to rate and review us on iTunes. And please, tell a friend about the show. It's the easiest way to spread the word. And also, thank you to anyone watching on the Instagram live feed. We've had uh, Dave. We've seen Airborne today. We saw uh, Fit Farm uh, podcast. We saw we met Gay Vampire. That was fun. So uh, we we always try and do a live Instagram whenever we're recording an episode. So please come join us, and we'll be sure to put up some kind of indication on our Instagram stories as to when we're doing that. Oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. And uh, if you want to get in contact with us, send us an email. Americanslackerpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, don't forget to check out the Spotify playlist. You'll find a ton of cool-ass artists on there to keep your day rocking out. Uh, Some that have been on the show and some that we just feature their awesome-ass tunes because we like them that much. Search American Slacker Podcast and you'll be fucking shredding your ears in no time. You can also become a Patreon slacker, which is a version of which is our version of a sponsor of the show you can head over to patreon.com slash american slacker podcast we have rewards we got some awesome new stickers we can send you we're going to start posting our show notes up on there and there's just going to be way more to come so get in on it now you also get cool shout outs at the front like all the awesome slackers at the beginning of the show so head on over there you can also visit our shop at American Slacker Podcast at BigCartel.com where we have shirts and mugs and more to come. So please go check that out. And last but not least, don't forget to get at us on our personal shit. You can find me on Instagram at MWG Media. You can view my very ghostly like Snapchat, but my very <laughs> active Xbox Live at Maddie G from HP. And you can find me on Instagram, Snapchat, and Xbox Live at Landers the Plane. He's not on Snapchat much either, so don't let him fucking lie to you. Yeah, no, really it's more Insta- it's anymore. more Instagram stories. Yeah, we might. You know what? Next quarter, you might not be hearing Snapchat in there anymore. Ooh, this is something I've been thinking Ooh. about too. So big moves, people coming. Things in the are happening. Of American soccer podcast. Well, again, thank you everybody for fucking tuning in to the live stream to downloaders on your devices across the world. It's been a fun ride tonight, and uh, yeah, we hope you enjoyed it like we did. Until next time, that's fucking it. There you fucking go. Yeah, 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 yeah